Good afternoon, everybody. It's Ryder Carlton Holden uh, coming to you guys today with the next episode. Uh, the best writing advice I have ever heard. The best writing advice I have ever heard. Um, again, I'm revisiting and and lately with on these latest episodes, focusing in more on the, the craft of writing so that I can help uh, aspiring writers and any other writers out there uh, who may want to hear uh, about my writing process and and yeah and how I go about um, sculpturing uh, my own books and so some of the number one thing and I talked about this in my episode yesterday but knowing my why that's that's uh, probably at the very top uh, knowing why I want to write my book what is my goal my final end because once I know what message or messages I want to um, convey to my audience, my readers, then that's going to inform how I will uh, write that book, the events that happen, uh, characterization, uh, and the like. Uh, number two, learning to craft rules and knowing how to break those rules, or also just, just breaking those rules. So when it comes to the craft rules, uh, yes, definitely you need to know um, and understand what plot is, how cause and effect works. Um, what does it mean to raise the stakes for a character? Uh, and certainly when we're talking about raising the stakes, we're, we're talking about what the character or characters have to lose. And so the higher the stakes are for a character, normally the more interesting it will be to the reader, especially when you've created some likable characters. And so that's, an, again, and that in itself is another uh, side point. Create likable characters. Um, knowing how to build characters and make them three-dimensional. Uh, the four areas that I always focus on are their actions, their speech, their thoughts, and then their appearance. Uh, and so those are, you know, for me, my go-tos when it comes to building my characters, along with creating names that mean something. Uh, again, knowing about viewpoint and how to play with that. Do you use the first person, third person, third person omniscient? third person limited and so you can go on and on but you got to understand before you can break any rules uh you got to understand them at first so know the rules know know the dot the the um know the language of a writer uh what is a hook well certainly a hook well that is your uh, at the very beginning what reels the the reader in uh and so it's very important you know as i've learned to have uh, a very original hook and try to come up with something new. I know in my latest book, Genosi de Rwanda, uh, to emphasize my theme of uh, uncertainty and the whole uh, cat and mouse of the Hutus after the Tutsis, well, I had my, my children, uh, along with my main character, one of my, my heroine, uh, Isaro, the 12 year old, uh, precocious teen, preteen. I had them play hide and seek to re-emphasize that whole uh, idea of cat and mouse. And uh, so it starts off harmless, but later on it gets serious. In fact, uh, very quickly, it becomes a serious game of cat and mouse. And so understanding what a hook is, uh, you know, for me, I thought that would be, a, uh, again, a unique way to start a novel. Uh, and which is what I did, uh, having kids play an innocent game of hide and seek, and then, boom, 
it turns serious where the game of hide and seek is real life and lives are at stake. Uh, learning about effective dialogue. I, I went into that in my last episode um, of my podcast, but um, some things that I've learned about dialogue, certainly you want to have your characters reacting to one another and what the other person says, you know, otherwise it becomes unrealistic and stilted. Uh, and so, and also what a char- what characters say doesn't have to be logical. It can be illogical. Uh, and so just knowing that in itself, again, that's what's one of those rules, um, so to speak, uh, and one of the, the the tools of the trade of writing, um, you know, again, having characters maybe say something that's counterintuitive um, in a certain situation, which may, you know, again, uh, be more attention grabbing than just the humdrum uh, A, B, C, D, and so forth conversation. Uh, what is style, voice, understanding those elements, very important. Uh, when it comes to writing, you know, again, now I learned a whole lot about writing from this and I, I will be uh, talking about this book, but it's the complete guide to writing fiction and nonfiction and getting it published by Pat Kubis and Bob Howland. Uh, this book is, uh, it's an old book, but uh, this one book, I learned a great deal about the craft of writing. Uh, and when they talk about style in that book and um, other things that I've read, when it comes to style, well, uh, you know, my understanding of style is how an author looks at the world and then how they put that, you know, in writing. And so we all have a unique uh, way of looking at the world, but you have to find your unique and authentic way of looking at the world and bringing that to the paper. And so um, also voice, you know, I've learned about uh, myself different ways of expressing your voice, which may, you know, it may come from, uh, and again, just to uh, give you my definition of voice, uh, that is my own consciousness that I bring to bear. Uh, what what type of, uh, yeah, what, what consciousness do I, as Carlton Holden, bring to my writing? Uh, so that when people pick up a book, if they didn't even look at my name on the cover, they would know that I'm talking. And so that type of consciousness, that type of um, uh, just that punch, that um, manifestation of my messages will show, again, this is something by Carlton Holden. This is normally something that, again, these are the type of genres that he might use. Um, And also, you can imitate your favorite writers. And, you know, I like to imitate people like Richard Wright, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Ellison, you know, people that I've learned from. And I'll talk about a little. In fact, that reminds me of another point that I'll talk about later. And so I'll, I will be referencing that again um, when it comes to Rich, um, Ralph Ellison, but also uh, research. I talked about that in detail um, on yesterday's episode. Uh, your voice can come through through your research. And so you have to know that in order to uh, be able to do that, you know, as as an author. Uh, and so very important to know those those fi- those niceties of being a writer and also just utilizing your own experiences uh, and knowing how to. And this is one of my favorites, knowing the importance of touching your readers, uh, bringing some passion 
bringing emotion and feeling uh, to your words. And so, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer and I've heard this from other writers. If you as an author can feel something, then more than likely your readers will as well. Do you understand setting? Um, that's another important element when it comes to writing and knowing, knowing craft. Do you understand the elements of setting? The time in history, for example, the time of day, the season, um, all those different things uh, are important when it comes to setting. Um, also, and I, uh, yeah, I talked about this again yes on yesterday, picking your titles um, uh, for your books. Uh, also, uh, another point, you know, after you learn these different different things, um, and I'm going to just jump. I'm going to jump skip to uh, this one particular uh, point that I was going to make, uh, including conflict. That's one another important piece of advice that I've learned as a writer. Uh, why is conflict important? Well, you know, most people uh, they don't want to pick up a book that's where everybody's getting along. You know, why why read a book like that? You want something to happen. You want people to butt heads. And so when it comes to um, creating conflict, do you as a writer know how to do that? Uh, well, you have to know. Uh, for example, again, uh, there are four different areas when it comes to including conflict. Uh, the, the simplest, the most obvious is between is man versus man. You know, um, Susie, you know, likes, you know, she likes apples, apples, John. Uh, doesn't like fruit at all. Okay, that's just a, a general example, of course. Uh, but my point being, think of the conversation that can come up—an argument over something so simple—just uh, by you know utilizing and expanding that idea um, to something more important. Let's say you have a married couple and they're discussing um, children, and this is a real life, kind of a real life example for me. Um, I, I remember girls I've dated, uh, one in particular, she wanted a big family. I didn't want a big family. And so we would always kind of butt heads about that. Uh, I came from a big family. She didn't. And so maybe that was the reason why we butt heads. But again, that type of thing, uh, creating something that's going to be interesting. You know, most people, whether we admit it or not, we like trouble. We like, we may even like to hear gossip be honest with you as much as I, I i dislike it uh when i hear you know it can still be uh it can still draw you in uh whether you admit to it or not so that type of conflict man versus man also secondly man versus nature um you know one that comes to mind if you read the book the hatchet um the the little boy who's the main character there he has to you know, utilize a hatchet to survive in the wilderness after the the plane that he's in um, crashes. You know, the guy who's who's flying the plane has a heart attack. So those types of things, having your characters plunging them into a situation where they're fighting against nature, um, is can be quite interesting. Uh, I utilize that in my book, The Pumper. Um, you know, one of my characters gets a butt job, an illegal butt job, and then she ends up having some complications uh, from that job. And that's all I'll say about that in case you do pick up the book. But she has some complications with that uh, butt job. 
And so that's an example of man battling against nature. Um, thirdly, um, you can have a situation where uh, man is going against God himself. Um, so, and I, I utilize that book in my book uh, that I just released, Genocide Rwanda. Indirectly, uh, you can say that uh, the the um, the father uh, who is the head of a church in Rwanda, who really is uh, cre- using his church as a holding pen to kill people, to kill Tutsis, is in fact, again, in a conflict with God because, you know, if you represent yourself as a man of God and yet and still you are uh, supporting, you know, Hutu killers, uh, then you are putting yourself Uh, You are aligning yourself uh, as an enemy of God himself. So uh, in addition to that, uh, you have man versus himself. You know, you can uh, have characters uh, struggle against their own uh, internal desires. They can be split. They can be facing a dilemma. And so that creates very interesting, uh, intriguing situations um, to make your writing uh, more interesting to read again nobody wants to read something that where everything is always going smoothly uh no conflict whatsoever so spice up your writing with conflict uh, and i i in fact utilize it with liberality i would say uh, be, well with liberalness because it can make your writing it can flavor things spice things up and give it flavor um also a third piece of advice Uh, Well, I'm sorry, a fourth piece of advice that um, I would include is to play, Uh, play and have fun with your writing. Um, And this brings me back to me mentioning um, Ralph Ellison and Richard Wright as well. I noticed that they have a lot have a lot of fun in their books with characterizing and making their characters do some insane, um, sadistic things to other people playing mind games, for example. in Crime and Punishment, if you've ever read that, uh, Dostoevsky does the same thing uh, with his main character uh, who has committed murder and the police officer knows it. But again, it's a kind of a game, a, a game of cat and mouse. And so you have um, where, you know, Dostoevsky plays with uh, this main character's head. And so have fun, play around. Again, I learned that from uh, Gabrielle Rico, who I was, again, I was talking about yesterday from her book, Writing the Natural Way. Play, play, play. Become like a child when you write uh, because you will you will relax and you will surprise yourself with how your creativity uh, will come to your rescue and take you places that you had n- never even thought of going and come up with some magical uh, content. And lastly, uh, Another, the best writing advice I've ever heard. And again, this goes back to the book I was just talking about, The Complete Guide to uh, Writing Fiction and Nonfiction and Getting Published by Pat Kubis and Bob Howland, is to create a picture for the reader. In fact, they say in their book, if you don't get anything else from their book, remember that piece of advice to create a picture in a reader's head. And I naturally, I, I, I guess being a student of theirs, um, I focus uh, 
at a great deal and visualize uh, in my own head the world that I'm creating so that once it's clear in my head, it will certainly be clear in the reader's imagination. And so, yeah, I, and so that means, again, uh, creating and describing the setting in the in uh, due detail, the characters and their physical attributes um, in detail, um, their expressions, um, certain places, venues. Yes, the weather, what have you. Uh, create a picture in the reader's head so that they can become engaged and, and pulled in, even unawares. Um, and so, yes, guys, uh, those are the that's some of the best writing advice I've ever heard. I'm sure I could go on um, as a student of writing and then also as a writer uh, actually applying these things when I write my books. Uh, just to recap, guys, the best pieces of writing advice I've ever heard. Some of the best advice. Uh, knowing your why, which is your theme, the purpose of your of writing your book, the message or messages that you want to convey. Number two, learning the craft, the craft, the rules of the craft, and and also breaking them. Uh, but also learning them before you can break them, uh, including conflict um, when it comes to applying those rules. You know, creating something that's going to uh, engage the reader and uh, keep them turning those pages. Number number four, uh, play, have fun with your writing, um, and that can come in handy when it comes to things like what they, you know, people talk about writer's block all the time. So just play around, allow yourself to um, write badly. Um, and so that that's another piece. That's a, a bonus piece of advice. The best, a bonus piece, of the best of writing advice I've ever heard. Allowing yourself to write badly, but I would say that that goes along with playing around, having fun, and uh, not taking it as seriously as you may uh, do. You can always go back and rewrite. And then five, creating a picture in the reader's mind, which will start in your own mind. And so, guys, I hope you learn a lot. Uh, from this podcast or got some refreshers uh, as a writer yourself um, or as an aspiring writer. hope that I was able to help someone out there uh, who listened to me in the various countries. As always, guys, you can catch my books on an Amazon nearest you uh, around the world um, or go to my webpage, writercarltonholden.com, and it will also take you uh, to, you know, some of my content um, like my, like this podcast and, um, my blogs and also, uh, Amazon where you can purchase my books. Uh, I just put out Genocide Rwanda on the 100 harrowing days of the, uh, Hutu and Tutsi, um, massacre in Rwanda back in 1994. Um, yes. So that is out in paperback and on Kindle. I have some audiobooks in the works as well guys and i am auditioning for anybody who is a voiceover artist uh, on the acx platform which is owned by amazon uh thank you guys as always for not only purchasing my books but listening to this podcast and sharing um links to the different episodes guys i'm going to end here again always a pleasure being with you guys this is writer carlton holden signing off you have you guys have a wonderful rest of the day Bye-bye.